We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. I am very energized. I clicked the wrong introduction. What's the, was... Yeah, I was going to wonder. It's like, what's what's going on with that atrocity? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was that was nuts. My apologies if you're a little bit shocked, but maybe that was the wake-up call we all needed in our day. I'm still sipping my coffee over here. Yeah, we have regular intro and goal intro, and I just reflexively hit goal intro. Like I said, I'm still finishing my coffee. But hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire DFS show. I'm here with Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belongi. My name is Jack Burkhart, and we are here to talk about a six-game, 12-team Premier League slate tomorrow on Saturday. And I think it's kind of a tough one. I have no whimsical anecdotes to open this show. I'm amped after that intro, so I say we just dig into this, guys. So it's a pretty fun slate, at least on paper, because there's no Manchester City massive favorite. So the three, I think there's like a few good matchups here. So Aston Villa are the biggest favorites on the slate. They're hosting Nottingham Forest. And then Leicester on a really good matchup. The line has moved a little bit, but it's still a good home matchup for them against Bournemouth. Both Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest have been pretty exploitable teams to attack, opponents to attack in DFS. And we also have good matchups for Newcastle and Chelsea on the road, albeit with slightly lower totals. Newcastle's facing Brentford and Chelsea are playing Wolves. And then we have a few toss-up matchups as well. So Spurs are hosting Brighton and Spurs are somehow slightly favored in that game, but I'm not sure I buy that. And we have West Ham. They are slight favorites, but again, these are toss-ups away to Fulham. And the big, um, the big team news here is that Frank Lampard is returning after his very successful tenure at Chelsea to be the interim manager. So some of Chelsea's tactics might change as well. We'll definitely talk about all of that. But um, Jordan, from a big picture DFS point of view, what are your first impressions of this slate? Well, my first impressions are there's no one team where like you got to play them, right? I mean, Aston Villa is the, the biggest favorite, but they're not like the humongous favorites. I mean... Uh, their goal total, implied goal total, is 1.81. Chelsea, 1.51. Leicester, 1.66. Newcastle, 1.54. Tottenham, 1.47. Like, like there's no there's no team that's like, you can't play them, and there's no team that, like, you got to play them. The pricing is, is, is fairly efficient across the board. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a battle of lineup construction more than then finding the best plays. And I'm not even sure what that, for cash games especially, I'm not even sure what that line of construction really is. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is it is a, a tougher slate. But for GPPs, I mean, yeah, you got six games to choose from. I mean, you there'll be plenty of under-owned people that could score two-plus goals that at single-digit ownership that you shouldn't have a problem finding them. But from a floor perspective, I don't know. I'm 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 finding it. Uh, you have you're going to build a cash lineup where you're going to be probably fading someone that you're going to be scared of, right? Like like you're going to see and go, okay, I think it's better this way, but I don't have that guy, right? And then you try to do it something else, and you go, oh, well, then I have to punt at this position, which could destroy me, or like at forward and defender. Like you could punt at either position, but there are there are high high floor defenders on this slate that, like, if you think that you could just go twenty five hundred each, and go center back center back, like I I don't think that's the case. And then you also if you go cheap at forward, 
you could be stuck with two points also. So, like, I'd like to hear Ryan's thoughts on this because I've already tried to put some constructions together and there's nothing I like, nothing I feel comfortable with. Um, yeah. Well, we just opened the slate five minutes ago, literally. I mean, it just came out when we started the podcast. Um, yes, it's a great slate for tournaments, for, for GPPs. I actually think, I'm going to say it, I think cash is a little bit straightforward. Uh, oh. I I've, I've sort of already put together a lineup. Um, I could just from like, just the slate as a whole, like got, you mentioned guys you're scared to fade. Well, Madison for one. So Madison, you, we're just going to play Madison and Trippier 8,500. We're just going to play Trippier um, forward. There's like no options at the top that I'd be scared to fade pretty much none. So yeah, none. So I'm not worried about that. Go all the way down to Gibbs white 6,300. I mean, not a great option, but it's a good price. And like, so I think you just put him in there. Um, and then after that, you know, Jack mentioned Chelsea and Frank Lampard. Um, I mean, who runs better than Lampard, right? Basically got ran out of Everton and now he's back in the Champions League. It's unbelievable. But um, really, we're going to be looking at that lineup for the formation. Um, if Chilwell's on the wing, I think he'd be the next next one in there. But if it's he's in the back four, I think maybe you could fade that. Um, and then after that, yeah, I guess it's what do you do at second forward and what do you do at second midfield? Second forward, I think this is the first time we get Buendia at forward eligible. I can definitely oh. do that for 5,400. Definitely. Oh, I, oh I, I, did, I did not see that. Yeah, I, I, I thought, just saw I thought that Buendia either. was only midfield eligible because I, I know we're skipping around. We typically go position by position. But like Buendia at 5,400 in a midfield spot, because obviously we just opened up the slate. And I assumed that Wendia was still midfield only, but now, now, now that you put him at forward, now, now, Ryan, I, I tend to agree more that it makes the construction a lot more. Tenable. Yeah. So, so that's sort of where I started, and I think some people, like if Wendia wasn't there, I guess it's still a talking point. I think some people may go all the way down to Carlos Vinicius at forty five hundred. You know, played ninety in for Mitro. Uh, with a home matchup. So I think, you know, the dinky dude, is it, does this qualify Jordan? It's yeah, a Jack pseudo dinky about dude. That before the show, the dinky <laughs> it's not quite a dinky dude. Morgan Gibbs white is just too rich to be in a dinky dude, but true, we can call true. it a pseudo, a pseudo dinky dude if you want. I mean, I bet you could make a decent lineup if you played Buendia and Venetius, but that might be a little too, too risky in this spot. That was my inclination, though, to use Venetius at first, but we didn't see that Buendia was going to be forward eligible, so that's a big game changer. Um, Before digging into it, because Chelsea are favorites in this spot, even though the total is low, I think it's good to understand how they're going to play. Mason Mount is available, and I think he's probably one of Frank Lampard's favorites. So how do you see, how would, I mean, we, we're not going to know. No, anyone who claims to know how Chelsea are going to play are lying. But what can our reasonable expectations be? Are we pretty sure he's going to use a back four and Mason Mount's going to be in and taking set pieces? Uh, I don't know. Brian, what do you think? What would you project at this point? Oh, man. Chelsea, you know. Yeah, they're so tough. And with Lampard, set pieces were kind of all over the place, as were his tactics at times. Um, I would guess that... No, no matter what happens, if Chilwell's in, he's going to take at least half the sets. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Mount. Um, you know, he's a good price. I kind of agree with you. It seems like Mount will be would be back in there, could, could be back in there. I don't, you know, I think it's too much to expect him to take any set pieces, uh, but it's a good price. I don't know. I just, I'm pretty sure Chilwell will still take at least half. I don't know. I mean, did you think differently? I actually, I didn't look too much into it, but I don't know. Uh, the best I could do is I went on to, I found some old database and it seemed like when Frank Lampard was the season he was sacked, it seemed like the tend was the tendency was that it was completely unpredictable who took indirect free kicks between Reese James, Ben Chilwell and um, 
Mason Mount, but Mason Mount did take most of the corners. I don't know if like injuries and fitness had to do. I didn't really get that granular about it, but it makes me think that like, I think Mason Mount will have a role. It wouldn't surprise me if Ben Shilwell didn't. I think that's definitely in the range of outcomes, even if you feel confident about it, but it does probably feel most likely that it would be like a split between Shilwell and Mount. But like I said, we don't know. And there is a lot of uncertainty. So even though they're priced pretty well, that might make them tough to play in cash games, especially depending on the formation. But, yeah. um, Go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just looking at Chelsea some more. I mean, it seems like their whole team is healthy now, like <laughs> just about every position. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be tough to jump back on mounting cash games with all the uncertainty. I mean, he hasn't been starting. Who knows if he has any set pieces? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. Well, let's get into the forward discussion because we want to figure out how to allocate our salary. We want to try to find that dominant cash game construction. Well, dominant, I think there's a lot of ways to play it. And um, none of the goal, none of the expensive forwards have really particularly strong goal scoring odds. I don't think anyone is a, you know, favorite, bigger than 50% favorite to score a goal per the anytime goal scoring odds. So those guys aren't in consideration in cash games, but some names that would come up, you have West Ham, even though I think they're on the road. Jared Bowen takes half of the set pieces and you have uh, the much maligned Pascal Gross, who's still a fine play, I guess, even though he plays a defensive midfielder and takes set pieces. Jordan, are you tempted by any of these expensive options? You know, 7,700 for Sun at home. Uh, do you think that you'll have the money to pay for them in cash games? Or are you going to look to spending down in the construction? Well, I mean, I think you need to compare these guys to Madison and Trippier. So yeah. I don't think you could play three of them. I don't think you no. could play Madison, Trippier, and then, Bowen or Gross or Son or Felix, I guess, at 7,100 is available. I, I don't think he's he's that bad. I mean, these guys are like, they're like efficiently priced. They're like, you're not getting a discount. You're not like, the, I don't know if they're overpriced, but they're they're definitely not underpriced. And uh, with the forwards that we have available underneath them, I'm not sure if the floors are that dramatically different. But if you do play, like, let's say you play Bowen or you play Son or you play Felix or something, like, it's very hard to play Madison and Trippier with them. So it's like, if positions didn't matter on this slate, I'd much rather play Madison and Trippier. Like, they're to me, they're, they're two tiers above any of these guys. So it really just comes down to, do you want to fill a forward position with a guy that has that you, you feel more comfortable with, or would you rather feel, feel defender positions? Cause I think, I actually think the opportunity cost at defender is the highest. So if anything, I think, and then midfield, I think if anything, I maybe trippier is fadeable, but I mean, what this is, this is where it comes in. I, I put in your, like the lineup with like Gibbs white and, and Wendia at forward. It gets a little, it's still, I mean, you still have to kind of squeeze stuff in. You, that second midfield spot is like, I'm not sure what's going to be there. Because uh, I'd rather play three defenders than the second midfielder, unless the second midfielder is like a more higher priced midfielder. So it really comes down to like a construction play. And I don't prioritize any of these guys. Like I, I if I, if I had to rank these guys in this range, it would be Sun 1, Felix 2, Bowen 3, Gross 4, I guess. And Buemo and Ben Rama, like, tied for 5 only because they probably don't play 90. Yeah. I agree. It's tough to find the salary to spend up. So, Ryan, are the do you agree with Jordan? And do, do you think that the first names we're looking at in cash are, like, Leon Bailey and Morgan Gibbs-White? Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with Jordan. Um, well, Classic. for the most part, except and no, 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 I not, not for the rankings though. I was going to agree until, until the rankings came in at the end. Uh, but no, <laughs> not like, you know, it's very close. I think. Yeah. None of the guys, like I don't find myself wanting to spend up for any of them, but if I did, I think it would be for Bowen. I mean, just, always plays 90 and are they favorites on the road that's kind of slight, interesting. very it's slight a toss-up yeah yeah it's, it's, it's kind of kind of interesting um but yeah like it, he's 
about what, he's eighteen hundred more than Gibbs White. I mean, that seems about accurate. So, yeah, I think to answer your question, I'm not necessarily looking to spend up. I mean, Gross, yeah, Gross got there again with a 90th minute assist last week. I mean, he continues to like, humiliate they, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every, every week. Um, but yeah, yeah, Leon Bailey, I think Leon Bailey is a good option, but just a little bit riskier than Gross. Like if, if you knew he was going to play 85 minutes again, great, great option in this matchup. I mean, he split set pieces or split corners with Louise last week, I believe. Um, but yeah, I think I'm looking at the cheap, the cheap guys. They're just yeah. good options, I, I guess. Like those are good prices on Bailey, Gibbs, White, and Buendia, and it doesn't seem like you're giving up too much at the top. I mean, maybe if you fade, like Jordan said, I, I don't really want to fade Trippy, but maybe if you fade Chilwell, you can get up to one of those forwards. I, I don't think it's like necessarily a priority. Yeah. I think um, the thing impacting Bailey's minutes is Aston Villa don't really have a lot of depth on their team and Maddie Cash is out. So Ashley Young has to play as a right back. He can't sub on as a winger. And then I think uh, Kamara is out from central midfield. So that means that, you know, Bailey has to start. So there's just few people that can really sub on for him, but uh, Bertrand Traore uh, came back from the dead and scored a goal late. So maybe he's someone who would sub on early for Bailey, especially after he did well. I agree. It would be tempting. If I knew I got 85 minutes of Leon Bailey, I would like to try to play him over Gibbs White just because the matchup is better. And uh, But, I mean, Gibbs White has a pretty safe floor. I, I think so, too. Like, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to love Gibbs White here. I mean, it's really only for the price. You know, they're the biggest underdog. Forrest aren't very good. He, he got subbed early last time. Um, but, I mean, if you look at, he's been 8K every single week, and now he's 6,300. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, if he was 7K, mid-7Ks, I'm not really sure we'd be trying to play Gibbs White. <clears throat> so it's sort of one of those situations. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every slate is a little bit different, Jordan, but I noticed that a lot of players preferred to play Pascal Gross in the midweek slate instead of spending like 7300 for Morgan Gibbs, Gibbs White. So do you think that, like, there's a little bit of fragility in Morgan Gibbs White, or do you still feel pretty... I mean, no, I mean, I think like, his ceiling is lower because it's the they're the biggest underdog in this slate. I'm putting that in quotes, biggest underdog. Yeah, like on any other slate, like this could be like a one of the closer matchups, right? Yeah, we see Man City versus Bournemouth or something like that. So it's like 6,300, and it fills a forward spot. I'm perfectly fine for a guy that plays 90 and has a set piece monopoly against Aston Villa, who oftentimes play more defensively. You know, if they're up one nothing, like it's more likely that Nottingham Forest have the ball than than Villa have the ball. So I'm not I'm not opposed to it from a GPP standpoint. Like that would be the like the first guy I do not play. Yeah, in my lineup, right? Like just like okay, I I don't have to play him, right? I uh I I think I, I'd much more rather get the points a defender. Like to me, like you, you plug in Trippier and you get your 18 points. Like feel free to run me down a defender position. But at forward positions, like I could just, I just I'll, let me just try to find goals, right? I think Gibbs White has a nice floor, eight to ten points for cash, right? Type of thing in the, in this spot, and that's his median outcome. But don't expect twenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had three against Leeds last week, and two against Newcastle two weeks before that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you guys. So how would we rank the options at the bottom? So if we decide that the, based on the projected starters, we have Vinicius at 4,500, just a pure, pure punt play. You have Buendia and then you have Morgan Gibbs White. I mean, like Jordan said, even if you play Morgan Gibbs White and Vinicius, like you still have to squeeze <laughs> some stuff in to make a decent lineup. So would you consider playing Buendina and Vinicius if it could get you like set piece monopoly taking midfielders? Like, I don't know. Like what can you see yourself doing with these lower range guys? Would you spend that little, or do you really want to avoid Carlos Vinicius? Maybe that's my question. I mean, to me, you're comparing Vinicius. You should be comparing Vinicius to a $4,500 midfielder, right? To a $4,500 defender. Cause those are the positions where you won't have to play that range guy. So like if you mm -hmm. plug in Buendia and Vinicius into your into your into your lineup, right? I'm I'm plugging stuff in. 
like with with Trippier and with Chilwell, right? We play we play you know something like like Jose Sa something at forty three hundred home goalkeeper, and you plug stuff in. Uh, I mean your player remaining, the salary remaining, like yeah, you're not, you're not forced to play any four K guy. I mean you basically have a midfield and utility spot left, average fifty eight hundred, and you I mean you don't have to you, I mean you don't have to punt punt anywhere you could you could play mid-range guys or you could go slightly up and down right I mean I'm just kind of fitting stuff in here yeah I mean I th- I think I think I'm not I'm not I'm not all that you know if I don't play Gibbs White and I play Buendia Vinicius like based on my lineup construction I got I don't see that that's that's horrible I I, I don't to me I don't have a fear of fading Gibbs White like no me neither that's why I asked like right I so it's like to me do. Gibbs White isn't isn't a priority so he just fits a forward spot in that spot just also understand that Vin- the Vinicius's range of outcomes is much wider so like yeah. I think Gibbs White is more likely to hit eight Vinicius is more likely to hit two or 14 so you got to make up that floor elsewhere in the rest of your lineup but he could always bail you out with a goal um, yeah, Jack, I would, for me, I would rank it. I would actually put Buendia number one. Um, I yeah. think, I think Gibbs White would need at least five set pieces to like be as, you know, good of a play as Buendia. They have about this, the same minutes projection. I think, I think you should say, um, and, and Buendia is more likely to get a goal or an assist in my opinion. Just, just because of the matchup. I mean, it's a matchup against each other. Um, but yeah, and then Vinicius. I think you can think of he's. This is this is the same as Chris Wood, and it's the same price. And we talked about Chris Wood in these spots all the time last season. So yeah, I think you should think of it like that. And then also like like Jordan said, do you want to play him in the midfield? Do you want to play him at you know instead of a defender? I don't think so. I, I don't want to. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know we haven't talked about defender, but like there are some defenders in the 4,500 range, like Victor Christensen, who seem fine. I think uh, there's someone I'm forgetting, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get that name. There seem to be a couple options in that range that, you know, have a six point floor instead of something like that. So that might be the move. We'll have to see. Um, anyone else want to get anything off their chest about forward or uh, shall we move on to the midfield position? Yeah, I'll take I that as a note. Yeah, midfield it is. So, I mean, the main thing that stood out to me is that James Madison, he's plus 140 anytime goal scoring odds, and he's basically taken monopoly of set pieces. Ricardo Pereira took a corner last game, but that was after James Madison was subbed off. Um, And I think he's fine. There's maybe a question about fitness, but for all intents and purposes, I think we think that James Madison is ready to go for a full 90 in a very advantageous home spot. I mean, Ryan, I thought I would pay, you know, 10,000 or like 10,500 for James Madison in this spot. He seems like an absolute smash. Do you consider him basically a lock for cash games? And you know, he seems like someone I really am scared to fade in tournaments, even if he's chalky. I mean, what's your take on James Madison, the expensive midfielders? I mean, yeah, my take is that I agree with you 100%. I Probably not much else to say, just underpriced, especially when you compare him with everyone else. Lock for cash games and... Yeah, definitely. I'll play him in my like big single entry GPP stuff. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, Jordan, what do you think about the expensive midfield range? Well, I mean, I think it's Bracely Madison and no one else. I mean, like you get down, it's like Madison nine K, and then you get to uh, Andreas Pereira at seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Who I think it, I think is fine. I don't think you have a spot for him based on your lineup construction. I mean, you basically have to to get Pereira and Madison in. You'd have to do the dinky do it forward. And then also not play like expensive defenders or at least one of you're, you're going to miss one of Trippier or Chilwell in your defender spot. So like I compare Andres Pereira to Chilwell. I think with Lampard come like Ryan, what, what are your thoughts on this? Lampard in and we see a back four from Chelsea and you see Mason Mount in. If you positions not mattering. Would you rather play Pereira over Chilwell at that point and just like not take, like for not sure, take yeah, the risk? yeah, hundred like, percent, yeah. If I see that formation and Mason Mountain, I'll fade Chilwell. 
definitely. But that doesn't necessarily mean you play Mason Mount because right. basically the, the the uncertainty for Chelsea, Chelsea becomes a team where you almost don't even care about set pieces anymore because like, well, Mount can take and Chilwell and James and maybe Lampard tells Joe Felix, you're taking everything now. Right? I mean, like right. it's a new guy. So like you may be stuck in this position where you're paying all these, the, the, the Chilwell's price is based on his, his set piece role more so than anything else. I mean, he has good open play value, but you know, I'm not going to pay 6,700 for that. Right. And I mean, so, you know, uh, Ziyech has taken sets this season. Connor Gallagher's taken sets this season. Raheem Sterling has taken sets this season. I mean, plus all the other guys you mentioned. Yeah. My initial impression was that I do like Andreas Pereira more than Ben Chilwell. You can fit them all, by the way. Four. Give oh, White, yeah. Wendia, Madison, Pereira, Trippier, Chilwell. You can, you, can do, you can fit them all if you want. Are you playing like a goalie that's on the bench to fit that? Well, it would be, it would be with Kaylor Navas. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we've talked about that. I've I've seen good players play a the stone men goalkeeper just to afford all the heavy hitters. But um, let's just say we're not going to play Andreas Prayer in our second midfield spot. Are we looking to a player like Douglas Louise, who's like I, I wrote? I'm writing in my article. He's the classic boring but solid cash play on DraftKings. Would that be the second midfield option? Or uh, Jordan, not, do you have your eyes on someone else? He's not that cheap. He's sixty two hundred, and you know his open play value is is lim- more limited on the role that he plays for Villa. So like, he's there. I mean, like that. That's the best that I could say about him. He's like, <laughs> he's he's there, but I mean, I'm not I'm not all that enamored. I mean, it's not like he's going to have a set piece monopoly. Right. And even if he does, I don't, Villa's not a team that really generates like a ton of pressure and gets, you know, 15 corners a game. So, like, yeah, he's that. He, am I not, not, no, I could easily have him in my cash lineup, but it almost feels like 6,200. It's like, I'm putting that there because I got nowhere else to have salary. And I don't think it's the type of slate where, yeah, I got an extra 800. So, why not just shove it into Douglas Louise? Because I got nowhere else to put it. I feel like I could deploy the salary better elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, you talk about comparing to other positions. Reese James is 6,000. I feel like in a lot of formats, I'd rather play a Reese James over, you know, boring, quote unquote, Douglas Louise. I hope he doesn't score a goal on me again. Um, So what are you looking to do in your second midfield spot, Jordan? If you weren't playing Pereira, were you looking at someone else in particular? That's the tough part. I mean, to me, the, the second midfield spot could just easily just be just Punty McPunterson. I mean, like, like I, I'm, 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 I'm looking down because like, we have Pereira. So it's like, Matt, if I had it, salary was an option, I'd play Madison Pereira. But then you go past him, and you're like, okay, well, Matoma ain't a cash play, right? You go, you go down. I'm going down the midfield route. It's like then you kind of get into the fact of like, why don't you play Leon Bailey in a midfield spot or Gibbs White in a midfield spot? I, I, I don't even mind that. And then. Then it's kind of like McAllister at fifty nine hundred. I mean, to pick a matchup with uh, Brighton and Tottenham like that, I mean that that isn't bad, right? And then I look at like uh, like uh, Paqueta, right? Is he going to play ninety? I don't know, but he's fifty three hundred. Jacob Ramsey fifty one hundred. Like it almost feels like like if I'm going to play those guys, why don't I just go all the way down and just like why don't I play like Harrison Reed or something? I mean, like like. Or anything. I mean, like, I'm just, I just used Reed as an example. Just feels like, can I find someone that can get me five points? Suchek at like under 4K. Cause I don't think the difference between this $2,000 difference is going to matter that much. I'm just using that second midfield spot. So I basically make sure that every other spot in my lineup I'm comfortable with. And I don't think I'm fading like, you know, oh, if you're not playing this $4,600 midfielder, you're dead. Like, I don't think there's anyone on the slate like that, right? So, to me, like, whatever fit. I don't feel like Louise, like, I'll find the 800 to get to Pereira if I'm already going to be playing Louise, right? And if I'm not, maybe I put the $800 just in goalkeeper or something. Like, it just, it feels like this mid-range of, of midfield that isn't midfield forward eligible doesn't seem, doesn't, 
Doesn't seem worth it. It feels it feels like I'm overspending for that spot. Unless Ryan, unless you unless unless you you see someone in this four to six K range that you feel like you need to have. No, I don't see anybody. I agree with you. Uh Louise, yeah, it's expensive for Louise, but definitely one of the best spots he'll have all season. You know, a top three spot. I mean, that that game home against Bournemouth, a few twenty-seven. That game gives me nightmares still because I didn't I didn't play him there. I mean, it is a good spot for him. And then, you know, Pereira. I think Pereira's come back down to earth a bit, um, just in terms of his floor. Uh, from what we saw at the beginning of the season. Uh, I agree that I would want to get to Pereira for sure. I mean, he's more attacking. Um, we, have, we have one. Well, here's the question. Uh, the team that hate that we hate the most now is Wolves. Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto's 37. Like, like, dude, to me, that's the, like, to me, all things being equal with like no one that you need to have. If Neto starts, like I'm just gonna play Pedro now. I'm just like, and if he gets off, if he subs off at the 45th minute, I think $3,700 for 45 minutes of Pedro Neto is actually. <laughs> <very good. laughs> oh, I don't know against Chelsea. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm saying, but but if it's not Neto, it's like, well, what happens if Matinho's in at 4,000 or Sarabia, Sarabia, whatever you want to call him at 45? <laughs> it just see, it just seems like all these guys, like they. You don't know. Obviously, we don't know. We don't right. know. I know what started, you mean. But like, these guys like, are like. I think the highest floor point per dollar. If I had to choose one, the highest floor point per dollar is probably Jao Paulinha for thirty five hundred. But I mean, then you see, uh, Nunez is thirty one hundred. I mean, if he goes ninety, I don't know. But not, does any of the, do, do any of these guys go like? At, my dude, if th- these guys. I mean, Wolves have taken off two or three players, like, at halftime. Right. I mean, that's why, like, I like you like the 90 minutes from Paulinha at 3,500. And just he's a, he's a good player. But at that anyway. point, when you're going down that low, right. like, it, it I, you're, you're comparing, like, very small things. It's just like, like, you're using matter, right? that spot to fit in everything else. So, if you just blindly went to the lowest, the midfielder with the green check mark, that's the cheapest. You're not going to be all that far off from anyone else that you could choose in that range, right? Right. I mean, that lineup that I said, you know, Gibbs, White, Buendia, Madison, Pereira, Trippier, Chilwell, all the guys we've talked about. If you plug in Kaylor Navas, you have 3,200 left. So I couldn't get any of those guys you talked about, but Nunez is there for 31. Right. That's why I bring it up. And like you said, it just wouldn't matter. How about, how about uh, Conte if he starts at 3,900? Uh, I, w- I don't know. I don't know. That. Nah. I, I wouldn't like to do that. I mean, I, I feel like it, I'd but... rather play Suchek because I know Suchek will, at least in certain West Ham formations, he's kind of a goal threat. I don't know. That was maybe he just ran hot. That one year he was scoring goals, but I still associate I think him with being I think that's threat. more likely. This is a much different Suchek going off early. West Ham are terrible. He's not shooting as much. Fair enough. Yeah, we do have that clearance pricing on Neto, so we'll have to see if he starts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One thing I want to say, I think maybe I'm a bit higher on Andreas Pereira but compared to the two of you because West Ham stink. So I like that yeah. part. Fulham have struggled a little bit lately. And Andreas, I was looking at who takes penalties with Mitrovic off because I thought it might be Vinicius. And Andreas Pereira took a penalty when Vinicius started against Manchester City. So I think you get these like 15% of games where Fulham gets a penalty. You get your, your Andreas Pereira pays off. So that only yeah, boosts that's a his good floor. Point. And it's really tough for me to prioritize Chilwell over him. I'm, I'm just assuming Mason Mount plays, but even if Chilwell just plays in a back four, like that has a really low total and their floors are kind of close. And Andrea has an extra out at a goal. I think, I mean, it would be just super tilting to see like Harrison Reed, take that penalty randomly or like Tim, Tim Ream or whoever. But I think that extra, I think that's enough to maybe swing it a little bit. Um, I think I so. Yeah. One thing I wanted to throw oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, for sure. He would take the pen. Yeah. Jordan, does the penalty possibility change your, is it that close that it might change your opinion on Pereira? Or do you still think that you fancy the, you know, just play Pedro Neto type of construction instead? Well, you mean you may have to do that in a utility spot anyway. So, I mean, like. Yeah, it's a wash. <laughs> even if you do that, right. So, right, so it doesn't, doesn't, you're, com- you're basically comparing Neto to defenders at their, anyone at that range. So, like, yeah. that. It, I don't think it's going to matter that much. It really comes down to whether or not you have chill welding. I think I think I'm much more likely to have one of Pereira or Chilwell than have both. So mm. really just comes down to any downgrade to, at my current moment, any downgrade to Chilwell makes me go to Pereira. If I see a normal Chelsea formation like we've seen the past couple of games, I think I'd I'd prefer Chilwell, right? If it if they, if it's going to play as as in the past but he's still stuck in the spot where you need to find some cheap midfielder versus finding some, you're going to have to find, I think no matter what you do, you're going to have to find someone under 5k in your lineup, no matter what, no, literally no matter what, right? Whether it be Vinicius, whether it be a defender, whether it, you're going to have to find something there. And uh, it just comes down to where you want to, where you want to put it. And I, I, I think the opportunity cost at defenders the highest so given the choice all things being equal if Chilwell is the same for Chelsea 343 formation with them at the wing and him probably no Mason Mount or whatever like I'll play Chilwell but if I see any if, if any shenanigans in that lineup <laughs> right it's like I could I could find another defender that's that's worth playing so I'll just fill the other defender spot with uh with another guy yeah and we do keep on talking about defender. So unless Ryan has anything to say about midfield, I think we want to dissect this position because this is probably my favorite. This is probably the part position I'll look first when building cash lineups and when building GPP lineups, since this seems like a great three defender slate if everything sort of flows and works out in a nice direction. But I mean, the first thing is that Kieran Trippier has gotten the price bump finally from DraftKings. He's 8,500 in an away matchup where Newcastle are slight favorites at Brentford. So Ryan, what do you think about this spot for Trippier? Do you feel like he's still kind of, you just got to play him due to his really high and reliable floor in cash games? And I also want to know, you know, how do you treat these spots where you have a player like Trippier who's not so likely to score a goal, but is still priced like very, within 200 of Harry Kane, basically? How do you approach these types of things in tournaments? Sorry, Jordan, go ahead. Can I I just point out Trippier? It's like, oh, $8,500 for a defender. Trippier has scored a goal's worth of points in every single game this season other than the one against Liverpool. Like, his lowest score was, well, 10.3. I mean, like, a goal being 10 points rather than... A Cavani. Right, a Cavani at least. So, like, when you plug in Trippier, you're you're expecting, your, your median outcome is, like, even without a goal or an assist is, like, 16 points 
dude, he's 8,500. Like demeaning outcome of like, imagine if you're, you're, you're playing Harry Kane or Isaac or, or Tony or something like, imagine, imagine saying you could roster Ivan Tony and you know, for sure he's scoring a goal. Like you'd plug him in in a second for 7,900. Right. The whole point is that like, okay, I need to rely on this guy to score a goal. Like Trippier, it's like the game could be zero, zero. And it's like, you're plugging in a goal score and they're, and there's the same price as the forwards of that. I mean, like he's the same price as, as like he's 200 less than Harry Kane. Imagine going to a game going, okay, I get, I get my Kane points. If he scores with Trippier, it's like, I just get my game points. Like, I just like, I don't have to care whether or not he scores. Like it, his median result is like his overall goals worth of points. So like, I don't think you overthink this. I mean, I, to me, especially at defender where it's hard to make up points at defender like Trippier to me is Trippier's more priority than Madison from a cash game point of view, right? From a cash, even from yes. a GPP from Ryan's whole. I mean, the thing that I learned from Ryan, you know, which makes him a very good GPP player is that the biggest separator, like a lot of times the biggest way you could separate is by just getting 30 plus points in both your defender spots and if your opponents have like a brace in the forward spot and like two points out of center backs, a lot of times you, you have more points. So why are you seeding those points in the position where it's hard to get points, especially double digits uh, when you could find goals in other spots, you could find random goals elsewhere. It's hard to find random goals at defender. So that's to me, that's the main reason why, like if I, I'm building five lineups for GPPs, like I, I could see myself just having trippier in all five. Yeah, um, Ryan, I'll get to you. But I guess my point is, I think here in Trippier, you just you don't overthink it. You should definitely play him in cash games. But Trippier has plenty of outcomes where he scores 14 points in a spot like this. And then you I'll have take to take that in GPP. Al. I'll, I'll take it in GPP. Why not? I don't know. I think there's some other options that we can play in the, you know, it depends on how Chelsea line up, right? So if Chelsea have wingbacks, then I could easily fade Trippier and just play Chilwell and Reese James. I mean, Pedro Porro could have a decent game. Purvis Stupinon could have a decent game. Emerson takes some corners. He could have a decent game. And so if Trippier scores 14 points, Jordan, and then I get eight points out of those guys, then I'm in a position where now I can roster a higher price forward. I think I think it can win in those situations. So it just comes down to how utilized is Trippier going to be in tournaments. I'm just trying to map out like all of the possibilities there. But um, Ryan, what do you think about the Trippier conundrum, I guess? Uh, yeah, I pretty much just agree, agree with you guys. Jordan put it well. Um, yeah. He's just a lock for cash games, and honestly, seems like that way for tournaments too. I mean, it it, it definitely it all depends on how Chelsea line up. I mean, if obviously if Chilwell and James are wingbacks, then they're pretty good option. They're good options, but if they're not, I mean, you got to compare Trippier to the rest of the field. And if if they're not wingbacks, he's just way better than the rest of the field. I hear what you're saying about. You know, if somebody else gets you eight and he gets your you fourteen, um, but on a six game slate, like the bigger the slate, that's like doesn't work as often because you have more players at at at. I don't know if, if you know. There, what I'm there are more. To say, but... The better way to put it is that the reason why you take points at defender versus at forward, like guaranteed points, is because goals are much less available at defender position because defenders score goals less when there's we have six more games goals at forward. Right. Well, that's what, but since there's more goals at forward and there's six games on a slate, there's 12 teams to choose from. You could, I can find goals. It's hard to find 20 points at defender, right? Yeah, you so can find like, like, a and DACA goal, for example. Sometimes, sometimes you can, you can get away with punting defender and not, not having the highest raw points at defender. If you need you know, expensive forwards and midfielders, and there aren't cheap, expensive forwards and midfielders here. Like with six games, you're going to be able to find enough points from cheaper guys. I mean, if that makes sense, like it's just not going to benefit you as much in, in, in GPPs. Like you're going to want the, the most raw points at defender. I even if even if he's sixty percent owned, I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to think this out. Yeah, that well, means he's so, owned. So, owned. Okay, that's so fair enough. It just it depends. You, know, you just you always have you have to 
to compare them to the other options. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just depends how much better he is than the other options. And I don't know, that's something that you evaluate when lineups come out. But I mean, yeah, if other, if on a different slate, if I thought there were a bunch of other guys that could score 12, 13, 14, like if it was last slate where we jammed the Chelsea guys, but I'm not as confident here. Maybe if they're wingbacks, then yeah, I think if they're wingbacks, you can make a good argument for that because 8,500 is a lot. Like I hear what you're saying. It does get you a different construction. And I mean, if you play like Ali Watkins, you know, some of these expensive guys and they score two goals, you get two goals from some of those expensive forwards, then yeah, you wouldn't need Trippier. So it, it, it can still work for sure. I just think it's less likely to than maybe on a smaller slate. Yeah. And I think you are right, Jordan. I think if Trippier is 60%, that probably is just a little bit too low. It's like a how much how owned would Ivan Tony be if he was guaranteed to score a goal? He'd be like 200% owned somehow. Right. Well, that's the point how... that I'm making. Like you're yeah. like it's, the path to scoring a goal's worth of points is like is Trippier's normal outcome while Tony and all these all these forwards, we we all these forwards, right, have less than a 50% chance of scoring any a goal at any time. Trippier has more than a 50% chance of scoring 12 points based on his range of outcomes. So like just in, and just in general, you'd imagine that on a six game slate with Trippier at 8,500, he's going to be less popular than he should be almost always. That's like true just, too. Just... People are just going to play the high price. I'm just, I'm just playing the devil's advocate myself. People are going to play Ollie Watkins and Ivan Tony and Harry Kane, and they can't afford Trippier as a result. So that's just going to control his utilization. And, you know, we'll happily play an underowned yet still chalk Trippier. All right. I capitulate. That makes a lot of sense, but it was a good discussion. But there um, are other defenders on the slate. I mean, I think the, the mid four K's. Yeah, I think so too. They're good. I, I mean, I, 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 to me, I'm looking at like, Emerson, Robinson, even Kufal, I guess. I mean, but I mean, if Emerson's going to split set pieces to some extent with for West Ham, I mean, I think he's fine at 4,700. And Anthony Robinson, he doesn't have any set pieces, but I mean, he is, he bombs down the wing and it's a, this is a pick a matchup. Fulham, West Ham, he's at home. I don't mind Robinson either. I don't mind, just like you said, Victor Christensen. Like, like these guys are all, I mean, I, I have no problem plugging Two of, I mean, dude, I'd rather have these guys in the utility in addition to my second defender spot if I'm not playing Chilwell in defender. And and they got, and to me, six game slate goalkeeper matters even less. So it's like I don't mind plugging in Kaylor Navas in this spot where technically Navas is 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 underpriced because the spread between goal. I mean, we're not up to goalkeeper, but we know our conversation of goalkeeper takes about three seconds. Uh, <laughs> but the spread between goalkeepers, it's not. Like we have the highest price goalkeeper at fifty seven hundred, and the lower price at forty nine thirty nine hundred. Dude, the games aren't that aren't that wide, right? It feels like the highest price goalkeeper should only be like fifty two hundred, and the lowest price goalkeeper should be like forty four hundred. So, like the fact that like I feel like all these expensive goalkeepers, like from like Leicester up, or even Kepa up, are probably a little overpriced, and the ones that are at the bottom, I think, are underpriced. So. Like, I don't mind plugging in the cheapest goalkeeper and just fitting in. If I could fit in two of those 4K defenders with, like, Trippier and 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 uh, Madison Pereira or something like that, like, that's the, that's the way I go. Like, I I don't see a reason not to do that. That was more than three seconds on goalkeeper, by the way. But, uh, Ryan, what who how would you rank these options in the mid-range? Is there anyone that sticks out to you in particular? Um... No, I think the guys you mentioned, the, the upper 4K guys are the best. The best three options, Ashley Young, Robinson, Christensen. Yeah, 47, 46, 45. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, Emerson, I guess he's fine too. I'd rank him last out of out of those guys. Why is um, that? Do you have a boots in the ground take on that? Um. Yeah, I think like... I'm, normally, I'm not an Ashley Young guy, but home against Forrest is a great spot. Um, I prefer just Robinson over Emerson, just just basically for the fact that he's at home and probably just has a better floor anyways. He crosses more. Um, and then Christensen, too, like better spot, better spot than Emerson. 
And like, at least for me in my head, it's like three, you know, 5% chance he, he takes a corner or two, you know, like probably not, but maybe like it's happened before. Um, and just like a better matchup. So yeah, like I rank them slightly ahead of Emerson. Interesting. I, the partial set piece role, like Emerson, if you knew he was going to take four corners, that doesn't really affect the judgment for you. My bad. Is Emerson taking sets now? Yeah. 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 That is the game changer. He's been, he's taking corners the past three matches. Okay. 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 My bad. Yeah. I was doing that. I didn't see that. Well, three games in a row. Wow. No, I mean, I wrote this down. The the second Where corner taker on West Ham is a revolving door. I mean, it, we thought it was Declan Rice, and now it's all of a sudden. Emerson. Yeah, okay, cancel what I said. Yeah, maybe, yeah, he might be better than those guys if you knew he was the only one that was going to take sets, which is, I guess, what it seems like. Um, yeah, good good call. I, I totally missed that. Yeah, I mean, we can't act shocked. We can't have, like, the shocked Pikachu face if, uh, you know, Declan Rice takes corners again and Emerson doesn't, but it seems right. like it's his role no yeah i think you're right i i didn't did not see that yeah because i could build a lineup i mean to me i could build a lineup with trippier robinson emerson like no problem like done like i don't need i don't need it almost feels like i'm leaning more towards the side of maybe no matter what how chelsea lines up i may not need chillwell because the problem with the problem with using chillwell over Pereira, because i've been while you're talking i've been working on this is that you still need a second midfield. Like you're still like, like you're stuck. Like if I don't play Pereira and I play Chilwell, that means I can't play one of Robinson or Emerson in that midfield spot. Right. Right. So I still would need a midfield eligible player at, a, at the similar price of like 4,000, 4,500. I'd much rather play Rob. If Robinson or Emerson were midfield eligible or Ashley Young, if you want to throw him in, like, sure, I'd plug him there, but he can't. So it's like I need to find a midfield eligible player. If I plug in like like Robinson in my utility, it's like oh, a fifty one hundred dollar midfielder. It's like, am I just going to play Philip Billing for no reason? I mean, like, or or something. Or, or if I go down to Navas, I get I could maybe get up to. I mean, it just feels like that midfield range is just not as tempting as the defenders that are in the four K range. So to me, that means that makes I me I prioritize Pereira just because I could fill the midfield spot, and I feel I feel I feel kind of warm and fuzzy in my in my tum tums, <laughs> right? If I'm sitting with the lineup, I mean, do you you want me to just literally say the? I mean, I could literally say the lineup, right? I now. think I know what the lineup is. I could guess it. Are you playing Gibbs, White, Buendia, and then you're playing Madison and Pereira, and then you're playing two of those fullbacks, Trippier, and then Punt goalkeeper. Right, and the goalkeeper you could play either like Fabianski or Ryer. Yeah, Ray is Straight at home. Forward. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> I look. I look at this lineup and I go, "It's quite possible I get no goals, and I still win." Right, and I still, I still cash in double ups. And I don't think any of the hot like it's one of these slates. Like a lot of times in the past, one of my one of my weaknesses is that like I play this type of lineup on a on a Champions League style slate where there's 7 million goals and the goal scorers are also being high. Like Cristiano Ronaldo is 32% owned, right? Yeah. Like something like that. Or uh, Lewandowski is 38% owned. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to go right down the middle, get all the floor. And then someone scores three goals at high ownership. I'm not sure if either of that case exists on this slate. Meaning is there anyone on this slate that has three, like obviously a three goal upside, but no one is even negative money to, to score anytime on this slate. And I don't think any of them are going to be high owned. I think the ownership is going to kind of be spread out amongst them, even if you've decided to play them in cash games. So like, I look at this as like, well, what happens if Venetia scores and he's 18% owned? It's like, am I, am I that he's 18%? I mean, it's not, is there a goal scorer that's going to be 50 plus percent owned 30, 40, 50? No. So I look at this lineup and I go, what, who am I scared of score? What goals is Ivan Tony scores? Am I dead? Like, no, like none of that is dead. So I just look at this and I go like, how do, how do I, what am I afraid of? Like if I don't play chill well, and he's, I mean, and even then, like to me, the most scary person to fade is Madison. Cause he could have a 16 point floor as well as score a goal and get an assist and have 38 points. 
So that's a diff- that's that's a same for Buendia, dude. At fifty four hundred, like if he scores six floor points plus that, like he could have twenty points. The best matchup that Aston Villa's had, like Pereira with penalties, like it just feels like you're right. Like why am I like why would I even consider playing like Sun or Felix or Bowen? Like, dude, look at the lineup. Like, if I play any of those guys, I have to take out Pereira and put in what? Some some midfielder. Some I, mean, I have to take out Robinson and play a set Harrison Reed instead or Polinia instead. I look at this lineup and I go, like, what? Do I? I look at this lineup and I go, uh, do I even have to wake up in the morning? Right? <laughs> like, do, do I have to even check what the lineups are? Because I may not have to change this. <laughs> I will say, if you want to play Ivan Tony in cash games, you can uh, send me a head-to-head. Uh, at Dude, I get values. those, Jack. I get them. Can you send them to yeah. me? Give me a referral. No, I post and people take. People take. No, it I post I too, but people are posting smart lineups against me. Against me, it's really annoying. I need some more Ivan Tony lineups. Oh well, no, they're posting smart lineups because they see your recaps on Twitter and go, "Yeah, I think I'm posting the smarter lineup." Yeah, this guy stinks. <laughs> well, lately I have, so I. I <laughs> That's true. I do ask for trouble there. I don't know, but sometimes my lineups are like close to you guys, so maybe. Huh, well, you didn't, you didn't. You didn't fade Mark Roca, so like that was. Oh, you never fade Mark Roca. You never fade, fade Mark Roca because apparently he has he has a seventeen point floor. He's got, the, he's got the Trippier esque floor, Mark Roca. <laughs> that 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 saved me the other day. The other day because my my like, can I fade Roca or can I fade Aronson? And they're only two hundred dollars apart. And I just said, I, I, I just sided with the fact that Roka is probably going to play 90 minutes with no Tyler Adams. I said, okay, give, give me, give me Roka. And I don't, and it, if Harrison scores, then so be it. Yeah. I didn't have the money, I think, to make that decision. So it, uh, that was a, a but big the, But the, the, the thing was, is that the 2v2 I had, I actually ended up on top, even though I like Aronson or Sinistera or Roka and Bamford. Yeah, either I went with Roka and Bamford, yeah. and it turns out Roka and Bamford actually outscored, even though Sinistera scored. Yeah. Like Aronson didn't do enough. So, like, yeah, there you yeah. go. That was the I only one. Everyone... Patrick Bamford in cash doesn't seem like a like like my type of move, but like that type of slate, like there was nothing at second forward. No, I definitely understood it. I think we were two v two. Like you just played a slightly cheaper right. goalkeeper. Who cares? Um, so I got so I, that, all things being said, I already have my lineup. For tomorrow, and if nothing changes, I'm probably playing. I'm probably playing this line. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, yeah, I don't know how we got on that digression, but uh, whatever. Um, let's. I think that's about everything. Defender. None of the low price defenders are appealing. Um, yes, we can move on. And then goalkeeper, yeah. play whoever you want. Who cares? Yes, we can move on. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that is. Yeah, just don't negatively correlate to your lineup. I think Kappa is like the third most expensive goalkeeper, but he has the second highest clean sheet odds. So you can just uh, milk those pennies of expected value right there if you want. Um, I just don't think I have the money to pay up for goalkeeper on this slate. Um, all right. Well, that's mostly the cash games, but how are we going to win tournaments? Is the tournament winning strategy just a stack uh, Brighton against Tottenham and then win all the money? Uh... Brian, what do you think? Yeah, do you think people are going to play that game? I mean, it, it, we haven't even, it's the first time we've really even mentioned it. it it's got the, the highest, highest total, and we haven't mentioned any of their players for. That's cash. what I mean. It's got the highest total, some, some decent salaries. I mean, if people aren't going to play that game, I could do I, that. I don't, I, I don't mind, I don't mind playing, you know, I don't mind playing three guys. I don't mind playing like a, like a Sun Kane McAllister lineup or something like that. Or, you know, like, I mean, Solly March at 8,400, I don't know, against Tottenham. I'd much rather, I mean, McAllister's 5,900. Like, I, yeah. I don't mind taking a shot. I don't do my, even Matoma at 6,800. I don't mind taking a shot on that. Then on the other side, it's like, you know, playing, you know, a Poro Kane or, you know, Perisic Kane type of combination. But to me, I, I feel like if you play one side of this game, you want to play both sides of the game. Yes. I feel like it's the type of game where, it's either not as exciting as you thought it was going to be, or it's going to be four to three. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if, if you play Kane in your lineup, you're going to want to have a Brighton player. And if you play like, you know, Brighton players, you're going to want to have a time. Like it's not going to be a zero. It's either going to be a zero, zero, nothing fest or one. If the goal gets scored early, like this could be play really open. Yeah. 
And you talked about Sally March at 8,400 as if like Tottenham are like pretty good. I don't know. I'm just like a salty Tottenham. But in comparison to the other players. Yes, he is expensive. Like, like yes. if, if Matoma was 7,800, McAllister was 7,600, I'd be like, okay, yeah. Sally March at 8,400. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, those two do make more sense. They have about probably about the same chance to score a goal, slightly less floor. But like McAllister takes penalties at 5,900. He seems like a fantastic tournament play. Um, I don't know, Ryan. going to play solid. No one's going to play Solly, Jack. Yep. You hear this that? is our time. <laughs> you, you, you hear that? Um, yeah, no, I agree, though. You know, much. I'd much rather play McAllister just because of the salary. Um, I, I, I have the best leverage play for GPP. I mean, to me, to me it's easy. Leverage. So, okay. Uh, you play Harvey Barnes and Pats and Daka, and you don't play Madison. I kind of thought you were. Yeah, that's, what, that's where I thought you were going to go. So you play for Leicester, yeah. and then maybe even play Bournemouth. Play you play uh, Billing or Triori or you know some something with Solanke on the other side, and you play for that. And you, Madison, it's not like Madison does badly. Madison's sitting there with 10, 12 points, but he didn't get. T- he's not on the goal. Like Leicester score three goals, but none of them have Madison or the goal on the, on the score sheet. Like because I think Madison's going to be very high owned. But I mean, and like I said before with Trippier, I know Trippier is going to be high on, but I'd I'd rather have those points of defender. So to me, like the the leverage lineup would be like you play Barnes and Daka, and then you play like like Alexander Isaac uh, at forward, and hopefully get like two goals. Because a lot of the Trippier lineups won't have another Newcastle player, and if if Trippier hits his ceiling, you'd rather have you know the center forward. Yeah. And then going back to this Leicester game, some of these, you know, you're going to have probably a chalky Buendia and he's going to be a good play, but he's cheap and he could get subbed off a little early. So some of these uh, Bournemouth players seem pretty appealing to replace. And you could play Solanke who could score a goal in this spot. Like the Bournemouth Leicester game to me, that could be a wide open game as well. Leicester are big favorites, but I mean, most of the teams are kind of bad on this slate. So Bournemouth definitely could see their chances even on the road. Just a GPP thing though. And I mean, Hamid Traore, even if he plays 70 minutes, like that dude's like racking up the 15.4 constantly. He does fill up a midfield spot though, which is a bit frustrating. You can't play him as a forward. Um, I don't know, Ryan, anything else? Any other like games appeal to you for tournaments? We have like six games. So if you had to pick one that you would think would go off, is there like a game that you're particularly excited to stack? Yeah, um, I, I agree. No, I agree with you about Leicester, Bournemouth. I think some Bournemouth pieces are fine. Like I, I, I was definitely looking at that game, but more so pairing Madison with Docker or Barnes and then maybe running it back with somebody on Bournemouth. I like stacking Villa, though. Um, I mean, it's the same spot we had with Leeds last week, home against Forest. Um, and I just I like that's going to be the most popular game because, I mean, look at the, how many I mean, type plays are. I mean, you have uh, I'm, I'm assuming that if you want to stack the game, you're going to be playing Gibbs, White, Wendia, Bailey. Right, I mean, like, like you, then you throw in Watkins and you throw in, uh, you know, Brendan John. I mean, like, just feels like, yeah, you know, it three, feels three like pieces of that game are going to be in most cash lineups. So, like, I, it's going to also okay. be owned. In the I, I also sometimes I think we give too much credit to people in the field, and I mean, it's it's a six game slate. I, I'm serious. Like, I, I I just, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. They should be popular, and I'm. They will be, but I don't think overwhelmingly so. I'm anxious to see. I, I always think that people are just going to click a high price forward in their lineups. Like this, it burned into my memory. I've said this several times. There was a slate last year where Mikael Antonio was 12,000 and he was chalk in tournaments. So I, I think people are going to click on some of these. Well, don't I complain about Ivan Tony? It's like, oh, no yeah. one's going to play Ivan Tony. And he ends up being like 16% owned. I'm like, why? Because he's the high, because like? oh, he was the highest priced forward. Like, yeah, but he had like the seventh highest goal scoring odds. Like, why is he's like two thousand overpriced? And it's just like apparently people just like, well, because you'll see those bad lineups. This is the reason why you could make money in soccer GPPs. Go download the CSV of the the large field GPP. I know the payout structure is awful, right? That's the main reason I don't like playing it. Is that you'll find this? I mean, if you're going to learn anything, right? I think the like. From from Ryan, is that once Ryan pointed out, like, because I used to be the type of person where it's like 
I'm going to punt at one defender spot and try to find a center back hole, right? Set piece taker to the center back type of type of thing, which is, it's doable. But once I downloaded the CSV and saw how many lineups, like people are just like, I want to find three high price goal scorers. And these defenders, I just don't mind playing $2,500 guys. It's like those lineups are so much worse than lineups where you just don't play an extra high price forward and actually get points at defender because you see these lineups sometimes, oh, what's in eighth place? It's like the eighth place guy has like a 2% owned brace from a high price guy, Kane with two goals, and then like, but his lineup doesn't have Trippier and Chilwell in it. And it has like one point in one defender spot and three points in another defender spot when the lineups above him have like 38 points combined at defender. And it's like, dude, that that brace at 1%, 2% didn't even get you to first. Yeah, you know, I, I used to – I remember listening to the podcast every week week with you and and Laird. And at, at every single slate, it would get to, like, the center backs, and you guys would be like, GPP, GPP only, or, like, the, the expensive forward suit, GPP. So GPP play, and I'd just be, like, seeing dollar signs. Like, no, the, it, it's the opposite. <laughs> That's like the GBP play are the expensive defenders with floors. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, In anyways, one spot, I, I wasn't going like, oh, you should play. I'm not like Adam where it's like got to play Lewis Dunk and Michael Keane every week or something. No, no, no. I know. I just mean way back. This is way, way, way back. Hey, Adam. But I also used to not know if I was goal, correct. So. For the longest time, I didn't know if I was doing it right. For the longest time, I used to think uh, maybe I'm just like getting really lucky. But then after a while. You realize that no, I actually thought I was getting really unlucky because 10k Salah, 10k Kane, 10k Sergio Aguero used to score hat tricks every other week. Uh, that doesn't really happen anymore. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, well, I think that's just about it for tournaments. I mean, there's plenty of places to go. I mean, we know all the good plays, and hopefully, you can find the appropriate leverage. So, maybe we can wrap it up with this Who is that center, that randomly chalky center back goal? That's going to ruin our day. If I have to give a vote, I think it's going to be uh, Ben Mee, who's going to be like randomly high owned, and he's going to get across. Why would Ben Mee be high owned? Because he's like owned and he's he's popular in fantasy Premier League. I have a theory that like if you plotted fantasy Premier League ownership, like you would get some like boost to what you could expect your uh your, your well, draft only just in FPL, all that matters are clean sheets, essentially. Yeah, and yeah. Clean sheets and goals, right? Well, fine. Okay, Jordan. Pinnock scored a brace, I think, uh, in the midweek. So right, that's got to happen really again, right? He's, he's yeah. So yeah, he's going to be like eight percent, and he's going to score another brace and ruin it. Uh, who's your Who's your center back goal, and we can get off? I don't. Is there Is there any center back goal? I don't care. I'm not playing center backs on this slate. Oh, the well. center back goal, if you want one, is one of the Leicester guys because you're going to be playing Madison. They have like Sudar who's huge. Um, oh yeah. Or, Six, five, Harry Sutar. Easy. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, if you're playing Pereira, you play like a 2,700 Issa Diop. Um, but yeah, maybe like a Villa guy, but other, other than that. Yeah. To be not. honest, I don't really recommend it. We should probably, I mean, you want to be playing the 4k and above guys at defender. All right. Well, I think that's about it. We've covered just about everything. Um, if you enjoyed the show, thumbs up on the YouTube, give us a like, subscribe. We're almost, uh, we're 200 short of a thousand uh, subscribers. So that'd be cool. So you should do that. Leave us a podcast review, subscribe to RotoWire. It's like $8 a month and the cheat sheet just pays for itself. Just like the free, the free kick tracker that pays for itself. So uh, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Join our discord and good luck, everybody. I hope you finish second place in the contest I play. Have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody.